Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu. And today, I am joined by none other than my wife, Kathleen Liu. Kathleen, how are you? I'm doing well. (laughs) All right. This episode is going to be titled Nerd Life, Nerd Wife. And um, it's always kind of interested me how, you know, I I go to a lot of comic conventions and I see this a lot where I see um, a lot of geeks, a lot of comic nerds, etc. And they are often accompanied by their significant other who is clearly not a geek and they're essentially being dragged to uh, the convention and you know conventions superhero movies comic book stores you know I, I see this a lot and it's not just the geek guy with the non-geek girl you know there's vice versa there's same-sex relationships and it's just very interesting and you know every instance of, of it that I've seen is it's it's pretty obvious right you've seen this before right Right, Kat? Definitely. I mean, I have seen this for many, many decades. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a thing. And, you know, we hear about, oh, um, geeks meeting each other at conventions and getting married or um, like a couple who who met at a comic book store and they have all these shared interests. And, you know, that's definitely a thing, too. But in my experience, I've seen... I've seen the, the, the other situation where it's like a little more one-sided, right? So I thought it'd be interesting today to get the point of view of the quote-unquote non-geek and um, their perspective on being, you know, I don't know, dragged or whatever to comic conventions, to superhero movies, to comic book stores, you know. Um, and yeah, you know, a nice little sort of check. Because I, you know, I, I know my perspective, but I rarely get the other side, other side's point of view, right? Yeah, it, I mean, I definitely have a lot of thoughts that I want to share, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> unload or get off my chest, uh-huh, if you will. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, so, oh, and just a couple of specific examples um, that I've seen, and it's kind of the full spectrum. So I, I remember meeting this woman at the um the philadelphia wizard world i went to and um this was like i don't know kind of a a very positive example of this like geek and non-geek situation so this girl was a big super huge geek and um she and i were both in line to meet tom hiddleston uh, the great tom hiddleston who plays loki in the marvel studios movies and we we're both really excited, and she was just she was really giddy and really talkative and friendly, and she was just telling me the, her her life story basically while we were in line, and she was telling me how her husband is really just like he's totally not a geek, but he like he like takes her to the conventions, he travels with her, he takes uh, pictures of her uh, with celebrities and with you know just just being like like a really a, a great. Uh, ally i guess you could say like the instagram spouse yeah exactly exactly um and i did meet this guy subsequently super nice guy and like you could tell that he he like didn't exactly want to be there but he was like super supportive of his wife and his wife's uh interests you know Uh, that was like pretty cool to see Uh, on the flip side uh this was um a few years ago at san diego comic-con and there's a friend of ours. I don't know if we should even name him. Yeah, let's not name him because this is not <laughs> this is not the most positive story. But basically, um, he was there and he was like holding a place uh, in line for his wife and and uh, and and kids. And like that's basically what he did. Like almost the whole convention yeah, you know yeah. you know what i'm talking about right <laughs> yeah he got severely sunburned waiting outside yeah, for all yeah. h and as as comic-con regulars know that is a brutal brutal job to be the person uh-huh. who stands in line 
You that is a sucker's job. Yeah. So yeah, you got to wait in line forever. And a lot of times you're not really in an ideal spot. Maybe you're in the shade. Maybe you're not. Uh, when I chatted with him, he was not. <laughs> and he happened to be next to like this stage with like really loud music blaring. And he just seemed pretty miserable. So um, yeah, it was clear that he he would rather be elsewhere. <laughs> but you know, his wife married a good man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, so let's uh, let's bring it to you, Kat. What is it like for you to be married to a geek? It's actually not not horrible. It's not bad. I mean, it's actually easier than um, being married to a sports geek. I mean, when when we first started dating, and you, you took me to a baseball game, and I was just like, "Oh God, what is this? The top <laughs> of the 18th inning, or something like that." And it was that was painful. But for mm-hmm. me, to hang out in a comic book store and loiter, bored, it, it's I've I've actually done worse. I mean, I dated a guy <laughs> in high school who was also uh, clearly I have a type. I dated a guy in high school who also hung out in comic book stores. He had boxes and boxes of. Uh, um, X-Men comics okay. in his bedroom. So those those comic book boxes to me, that was not a new concept. Neither were the little special plastic envelopes that you uh, preciously keep your, <laughs> your uh, comic books in. That was not new to me either. But, I mean, thank God you were not into arcade games because I used to waste too much of my young life standing <laughs> next to a Street Fighter game. Why, why pretending to be interested while my boyfriend played Street Fighter for way too long in uh-huh. one quarter. So uh-huh. I, I did not have that kind of resentment with you. Then <laughs> I, I got older. I had a sense of agency. You know, if I were bo- was bored, I would tell you, hey, I'm bored. Can we go? Yeah. Or I would just say, hey, I'll meet you somewhere. And, you know, we just went our separate ways and meet, met up again later. So it's, it's uh, on one hand, it's... It's like it's okay, it's no big deal. <laughs> on the other hand, when um, when we're at Comic Con, for example, and there is regular Henry, and then there's Comic Con Henry, well, you know, I have to prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you said quite a bit there. Like um, you had mentioned how you know it's almost like um, it could be worse, right? Because yeah. you know. I've been into comics basically my whole life, but it's been, I mean, I think you'd agree in the last 10 years or so, it's been really like more intense. Oh yeah. You, right. You didn't have um, that much comic book stuff when we yeah, first started dating. And, right. And we've been together for a long time. Yeah. We've been together a long time. So we've known each other mm-hmm. since 99 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we've been dating since the year 2000. Yeah married since 2006 yep so i mean this is a long period um but yeah like so it's been i mean we're talking we're coming up on knowing each other for 20 years right like, i'm trying to remember you just had an, one iron man poster right when we were dating and right you're living in the city you just had that one framed iron man poster and that's yeah. now in our garage <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's it sadly faded i i learned my lesson about like putting a poster in direct sunlight and now i'm like super anal about it yeah <laughs> right now now we look like we have like some sort of cracked in or we cook crystal meth or something because <laughs> you, you covered our stained glass window with a cardboard box yeah gotta protect the collectibles man <laughs> um but uh yeah i think the my being into this stuff i mean it really has been um i don't know exacerbated <laughs> uh by like the marvel studios and movies right well, that it's, it's easier it's more accessible it's kind of like how i'm such a i was a really big you know, hannibal fan and it's just really hard to find hannibal stuff so when i was at comic-con and i saw some hannibal dolls that went nuts and i was like oh my god i'm gonna get as much as i can without being insane right and yeah like that's a good point the proliferation of marvel shit is just it's just it's so much stuff out there that it's been real easy to for me to become pretty obsessive right yeah so for like these last 10 years i think my my uh, obsession fandom whatever you want to call it has been really upped you know I, I think i've been really kind of um, drawn back to all this stuff that I grew up with, like you know, my teen years. Well, there's also the fact that I always rip on you about how you know you're 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 a hoarder and I'm a purger, 
and, and you're a comic book collector, and I always call it early onset hoarding. <laughs> so it's it, you you tend to have this need like. I, I need to collect a little bit more, add to my collection, whereas yeah. I'm on the opposite spectrum where I'm like, well, I'm done with this. I'm ready to let it go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, there is it's a fine line between collector and hoarder. I, I, in my opinion, it sounds like in your opinion, there really is no difference, right? <laughs> I mean, you know what? You have it under control. It's it's in our home office, and you've definitely selected quality over quantity. And I've supported you, right? We went to Target, <laughs> and I was like, I'm totally fine with you collecting co- you know comic books, but just don't keep it in what was it? You kept it in the milk crate, like we were in college or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a milk sad milk crate with like I don't know what you had as a lid, like some lid that we use for our cat's litter box or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of being a collector. I have to clarify, you mentioned protecting my comics, putting them in envelopes. Mm -hmm. They're called bags and boards. Let's just clarify (laughs) that because I, you know, I I can, I can live with myself if I I let that slide. (laughs) Yes, but for the spouses, they're envelopes. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Okay, so, um, yeah, what else can we say? I think, um, let's talk about, like, the conventions. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, that's where maybe... I take it to the next level a little bit because I think there's a lot of dudes around the world who are into comics and comics culture and superhero movies and stuff. But it's one thing to like go watch the movies, you know, maybe collect a poster or two, read some comics, but to attend a convention or not just a convention, many conventions and also bring uh, your significant other and your child uh that's that's kind of next level right i remember years ago when we were watching what was it spike tv when um olivia munn and whatnot they were doing that that um comic-con coverage and you and i were watching we're like oh that looks horrible that looks so chaotic (laughs) why would anybody do that and then we did it for what five six years in a row together or you did it you did what six times once by yourself and and i went i think four or five times together yep and yeah, it's crazy to think that. And every year we go there and I just think, oh my God, I can't believe I choose to do this on my vacation where I have to choose between my bi- basic biological needs or staying in line so that I don't lose my place to get into ballroom 20 <laughs> in case the line yeah. moves. <laughs> yeah, so therein lies the the stress of San Diego Comic-Con. So yeah, you had mentioned it. We have attended San Diego Comic-Con together. Mm-hmm for the last five years 2013 through 2017 and i did attend myself the year before Uh, but we've been doing this for a long time and and we kind of decided that we're not going to do it anymore right yeah well i also um you know maybe it's because i'm like a a little bit more selective there were just less things i was interested at comic-con too or Less things that I was willing to stand in line for, like, you know, Game of Thrones. I mean, I want to take credit for that because you didn't start watching Game of Thrones until after I already watched a season or two. Yeah, 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 so, that's right. Same with Mad Men. Like, I, I started watching Mad Men and you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to watch Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> I heard it's really good. And I had to explain um, who all the different white people were in both shows. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a good point because I'm framing this whole conversation as I'm the geek and you're the non-geek and you're sort of, um, I don't know, becoming geeky through me. But there's there's like a lot of give and take, particularly with TV. Yeah. I think um, I was was definitely not a TV person until more recently. Yes, I did grow up watching sitcoms and etc. But like like during college and for many years i kind of checked out of tv like the only time i would watch tv was to like watch an oakland a's game basically um and then think you only watched seinfeld or something right yeah seinfeld well like i said in um in like high school and earlier i would mm-hmm. watch seinfeld and a lot of sitcoms like brady bunch and a team yeah all the you know all, like that stuff you know but did you watch all the the x-men cartoons in college or the no. batman see i watched all the x-men cartoons mm-hmm. and all the batman cartoons I watched Animaniacs, and I think the first Comic-Con, I was excited because I wanted to go see the Pinky and the Brain uh, panel. 
yeah. at, at Comic Con. Right, right, and, right. And I'm still a huge Pinky and the Brain fan, and I'm still devastated that I can never find Pinky and the Brain stuff. <laughs> Every Comic Con I go to, I never find Pinky and the Brain stuff. Right. And then I think one year there was an Animaniacs panel, and the room was way too small because the line was insane for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but um, totally went off track here. <laughs> no, but you're making a great point that, like, you weren't like a total non-geek completely like not into pop culture yeah in many ways you were uh you're you were a big time geek you are a geek and in a lot of ways more of a geek than me because um you talk about joss whedon you mm-hmm. were into joss whedon way before me you know yeah you like you watched the entire run of buffy the vampire slayer right yeah and it's funny i only watched buffy the vampire slayer because i was a big sarah michelle geller fan when she was on all my children she okay. played uh, susan lucci's illegitimate daughter mm-hmm. um, and so i really liked sarah michelle geller's uh, acting performance and when i saw the commercials for buffy I was like, oh, I really like her. I'm going to watch yeah. her. And it just so happened that I loved the show. And then I became kind of a Joss Whedon diehard, of course. And I watched like Angel mm-hmm. and, of course, all like Buffy, Angel alums. So then like, uh, was it um, Green Walt? And um, Brian Fuller's not really part of the, I don't think he's part of the whole Buffy, Joss Whedon universe type thing. But then just anything of that genre. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, was it Fury and whatnot? who ended up creating their own shows like being part of Pinky and the Brain or being yeah. part of Lost. And yeah. sometimes even now when I watch those shows, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I see the little touches from Buffy. I see that, that the little creative right, touches. Right. And more on Whedon, you watched all of Dollhouse, right? I watched all of Dollhouse. You watched all of uh, Firefly, right? I did, yeah. Yep. I watched. I, I, was, I, didn't, I was late to that. I didn't watch it until it was on uh, DVD. I think. Right, but you still watched it. Yeah. And all this stuff... Like, I really haven't watched to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you mentioned uh, Lost. Like, J.J. Abrams, you were a pretty early adopter oh, to J.J. Abrams, yeah. too. I saw Paul Bearer, the movie that he, at his very first movie that starred David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow. And he actually did a Q&A panel afterwards. And my friends and I left because we are like, Psh. Who's this loser? <laughs> and we had a chance to do a Q&A with Joss Whedon before he oh, became famous. Yeah. Oh, J.J. Abrams. Oh, sorry, J.J. Right? Abrams. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And then, yeah, and then so when I found out, um, and then I really liked Felicity, which, yeah. you know, he, I watched all of Felicity and I got you into it when we were dating a little yeah. bit. Fun show. Yeah. And then yeah. so when I heard about Alias, I was like, oh, I remember Jennifer Garner. She played Noah. Oh, I can't remember the actor's name mm-hmm. from Felicity. She, yeah. she played his girlfriend and they were husband and wife in real life. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to watch Alias. And so that's um, my continued. Uh, and then, you know, J.J. Abrams is this huge. Um, and then, you know, of course, we had to watch Star Trek when it came out. Yeah. So like that's I mean, that's that's cred right there, because I got into Whedon and Abrams for their movies mm-hmm. so like when we didn't did avengers i was like oh my god this guy's amazing and then you're kind of like oh yeah i mean i knew that <laughs> yeah like even matt reeves i'm surprised it took him so long to get famous because he was part of the felicity cre- uh, creation creative team oh, as yeah. well so yeah. i was like man why is jj Abrams f- so famous and matt reeves i think was a co-creator i was like why is it taking him and so of course now he's done like planet of the apes and isn't he doing the next batman right that's yeah. that's the word yeah definitely and um yeah so just to finish my thought on yeah. on the movies like yeah i got into whedon through avengers i got in i got into jj abrams through the star it's the star trek movies he directed mm-hmm. and all the while you're like dude i i i'm i'm well familiar with these guys' work well you know i'm also a pop culture junkie right because i used to religiously subscribe to ew right and and even now i read ton of blogs i even forge you articles that i come across like the whole mm-hmm. vanity fair marvel coverage yeah and you know anytime that i see something that i'm like oh hey this is kind of cool you know even um now of course i'm like drawing a blank but it's this i, I always i'm kind of keeping an eye on all the kinds of entertainment related news yeah right right yeah so i mean that's an interesting question like the the easy framing of this discussion is is the geek me the geek how have i influenced you but i think it's it's kind of um 
a little more complicated than that because I think we've sort of influenced each other or I don't know, we've kind of enabled each other in yeah. a way because, yeah, you know, a lot of the, the news I hear, the news that I, I like, I mentioned on this very podcast oftentimes is stuff that you forward to me. <laughs> you know, like I had an episode about the Infinity War trailer and I talked quite a bit about that, fa- that Vanity Fair article you just mm-hmm. mentioned, mm-hmm. the Joanna Robinson article. And that I would not have known about that at all yeah. had it not been for you who forwarded it to me. So I think there's there's a sort of symbiotic thing going on where it's not just me like influence you, but influencing you, but sort of like uh, we're influencing influencing each other in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, that's that whole Joanna Robinson thing is because I listen to her podcast of her Game of Thrones, a cast of kings. Yeah, and that's also because I listen. She was um, part of. She does that podcast with someone who does the slash film podcast, and so it's it's all kind of um, all related. Yeah, definitely. Though now I will pose the question: Do you think your interest in pop culture has increased since you've known me? Um, it's different. I mean, I was always really into TV because I grew up watching a ton of TV. Yeah. And then, you know, in terms of my interests, I, I just never put a name to it. You know, I, I watched yeah. a lot of TV, but I wouldn't say, oh, I'm a comic book geek. But when you went through your Planet of the Apes obsession phase, I was like, hey, I remember seeing a TV show about that <laughs> when I was a kid. And you're like, no, yeah. no, no, it's all movies. And yeah. then you did some research and you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. There was like a brief TV show <laughs> <laughs> on air. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I watched so much TV growing up that, that none of what you talk about, none of this comic book news is that foreign, like Spider-Woman. Yeah. And when I was like, I, I remember watching that cartoon when I was a kid. Mm, mm-hmm. And then um, Supergirl, I remember when that came out as a movie, seeing that, the um, the the magazine covers for that when I was a kid. And it's, um, and then, you know, in terms of um, movies, you were film studies minor, so you're always way more into movies than me. But then, you know, when I was um, an undergrad at UCLA, I used to go to free movie um, sneak previews regularly. And so I was like really into movies as well, as well, just Mm. because, you know, it's L.A. culture to always see the latest and greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is interesting. Like the more we're talking, it seems maybe it's less the geek and the non-geek, but actually rather two geeks <laughs> coming together and influence each other. Yeah, but I think the difference is you're willing to invest, right? You're willing to invest in buying paraphernalia and, and researching, and you're investing in researching for conventions and whatnot, whereas I'm totally fine with just kind of like reading about it and being really passive, mm-hmm. right? And just being a bystander. Right. And yet, you know, being really passive would be just to just watch the show, mm-hmm. just watch the movie. But no, you take it a step further. You read articles, you listen to podcasts, you, you know, you follow like the news of different celebrities and creators and whatnot. So um, like it or not, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely part of this whole geek culture too, right? Yeah, I just don't name it so much. It's kind of like when we watch comic book movies, it's a, a, a love of a lot of things um, that I've always been interested in, right? In terms of the fight sequences. I've always been into action movies, and that's part of just when I was growing up. I watched a lot of uh, Hong Kong movies growing up, a lot of martial arts stuff. So I'm actually disappointed in Hollywood at the lack of female starring action films. Because when I was growing up, female action films there were so many of those, you know, yeah. coming out of Hong Kong constantly. And so now it's like we get Atomic Blonde, and it's like we're supposed to stand up and cheer and say yes yes but it's like oh mm-hmm. come on you know there's so many female actresses why do we only have like atomic blonde and then salt and then some it's gone to the point where i think i've watched every single resident evil movie just for the <laughs> sake of watching a female action film yeah i mean there's a reason why wonder woman resonated mm-hmm. so hard last year because you know, it really was this awakening, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, this is how it should be all the time, you know, and like you mentioned, as it is, we don't, it just doesn't happen as often as it should, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, real quick, you had mentioned, like, how you were more of a TV fan 
than I was previously. And um, yeah, like I had talked about how like college years, subsequent years after college, I, I was kind of checked out at TV. Um, but now I'm like crazy into TV, maybe more, even more than you, right? Yeah. Um, our, and our DVR has more your stuff than, <laughs> than my stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm just watching tons of TV. Um, but yeah, like I have to give you credit. Like some of the greatest television I've seen is from you. Mm-hmm. Like you got me into Game of Thrones. Great show. You got me into Mad Men, which stands as one of my favorite shows of all time. And uh, more recently, Mindhunter mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's a great show. You totally got me into that. Um, and the list goes on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the theme is ongoing here where it's not just me, you know, uh, influencing you, but there's a little bit of of, of, of it coming from, from both sides. Yeah. yeah. And then I think the part where it gets a little bit tougher is that you just take the extra, you go the extra mile. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm not going to go to a Mindhunter convention. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it to 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 the to the maximum. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You will. You know, I I did not grow up wearing costume, so cosplay to me is um is um is a very foreign, <laughs> con- very uncomfortable concept. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So we actually. We kind of build our vacations around comic conventions, which yep. is like, you know, now that I'm saying it out loud, it, it sounds crazy, but we do this and it's all kind of because of me. Um, Granted, so, we're not going to some like podunk town or something. Yeah. So like, yeah, let, let's, you know, set the record straight when I, I'm, I've always been kind of the vacation planner, right? I'm kind mm-hmm. of the vaca- vacation planner in the family, yep. you know, when it was just us two and also now that we have... Our son Simon, um, I'm just I've been that guy. Um, but since I've become a big convention goer, um, I've really tried my best to sort of link a comic convention with our vacation, right? So we we just did this, like we yeah. we we just came back from a vacation, uh, a vacation of sorts. Basically, you're at um, a work conference. And then Simon and I sort of tagged along to get a free room in Las Vegas, yep. right? Which we got a room upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to stay at a suite at the Cosmopolitan, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, wraparound balcony terrace. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Very nice, and completely on on the company dime, right? Yep, yep. So even that, I kind of parlayed into a Comic Con experience because I had heard about this. Um, comic convention in phoenix that was happening essentially the weekend before your uh work convention and um, i set it up so that we would go to phoenix first and then to vegas and um it was pretty awesome i got to meet uh tom holland who is it was the current spider-man in the mcu and it was freaking great um but that is is not uh uncommon like Almost every trip we take, I, I, I set up a little, like, Comic-Con uh, day to, like, the destination area that we go to, right? Yeah, I think in the past few years that's been true because uh, we haven't been to to Europe or, or anything like that. And, gosh, I can't remember the last time we went to Europe. Well, we did go to Europe not that long ago, but guess what? We did it there too. Remember? Oh, that's right. We went to Sherlock Con. <laughs> yeah, we went to the Sherlock Convention and we got to meet Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. So that, forgot. Was, that was pretty awesome. But I, same thing, you know, like that was actually my <laughs> discovery. Right. That's right. You discovered that convention, and then as I do, I obsessed over it, over it, and mm-hmm. and uh, made it happen. Um, but yeah, we did a London and Amsterdam trip. That included a stop at the uh, the Sherlock convention. Yep. I think it's called Sherlocked. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's in London. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's a thing we do. And um, Good Lord, yes. <laughs> and, uh, again, it sounds pretty crazy, but I kind of, I try to make it work for, for everyone, right? Yeah. Especially with Simon around now, um, it's logistically, it's pretty tough getting 
a three-year-old from point A to point B. And he's a runner. So he will just see a crowd and just run. Yeah. And um, let's talk about how he's gotten into comic culture a bit too, right? So like um, going to these conventions during our vacations is like, you know, I'll admit it, it's very (laughs) self-serving. But uh, almost like a side benefit is that like Simon has kind of become a geek himself, right? Oh, God, you know, if if Netflix knew how, well, Netflix definitely knows how many times he's watched the, was it Captain America, Iron Man? I don't even know what the movie's called. I blocked it out. But he's watched (laughs) the movie probably 50 times at this point. And he loves it. He wears his Captain America pajamas every night. He yeah. always requests his. Oh man, it's like a it's like a battle every night to get him to take off his shield and helmet. Mm-hmm. And um, oh yeah, and he's got the Spider Man fingers, the web uh, web slinger fingers down. He's yeah. always throwing gang signs, but no, he's just like throwing the Spider Man. Fingers and yep, the, the web shooter the fingers. The web shooter fingers. Yeah. And always doing the fireman, uh, fireman, excuse me, Iron Man hands. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, His favorite t shirts and whatnot are the, the Captain America. It, it's actually the Hello Kitty one, the Hello Captain, where Hello Kitty's dressed up as Captain America. Right. Yeah. He's got this great shirt that says Hello Captain on it, and it's like a mashup of Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty and Captain America. That's that was great. like a baby shower gift. It's, he's totally outgrown it, but you know we're not. We can't get rid of it. <laughs> and um, his Superman shirt, which is also a hand me down that is completely worn out, but he wears it all the time. He loves and, it. And he'll yeah. go to preschool and say, "Look, look, Superman shirt." Yeah. So, of course, I, as a Marvel super fan, am super happy that my son is also a Marvel fan. But I mean. I feel that I didn't really force this stuff upon him. Like, I'm happy that he's into it. And I definitely, like, kind of left the door open for him to get into this stuff. Like, how did he get started? Was it because he watched the Spider-Man Homecoming that he got? I think that was his first Marvel movie that he saw, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, and then that night after he saw it, he's, like, squatting on the edge of the <laughs> bathtub. And when I asked him what he was doing, he said he was being Spider-Man. Yeah, and then I realized, yeah, yeah. oh my God, he's just being Spider-Man, like on the side of a building. Right, exactly. Yep, and just more specifically, I feel like I, I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm I'm into a lot of stuff, and like it's always been sort of my dream that like, oh my son, if his if he got into this stuff too, how awesome would that be? And I know. Even before we had kids, you I was like, what would your your dream cosplay be? And you were saying like, you'd be Captain America, and he'd be Bucky. Right, right. As it turned out, we did a Captain America and Falcon cosplay team up, yep. which was pretty awesome. Um, but I, I've never, I mean, I've tried not to be like really overbearing and just really forcing this stuff upon them. Like like Predator Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a kid who who cosplays as Predator who really, it feels like the parents are really kind of forcing it upon the yeah. kid, right? Um, so... Yeah, I mean, that's the last thing I wanted to do was just to, like, force my stuff onto him, right? But, you know, that said, I've left the door open, you know? Um, I've, like, put stuff on the TV and just kind of tested the waters. And interestingly, I tried that with Star Wars, and he was engaged for, like, a few minutes, Mm -hmm. but then he kind of checked out. But, yeah, it was Spider-Man Homecoming where something changed. Mm Mm-hmm where I put it on and he was into it and he never, like here and there he kind of wandered off, but like essentially it was like the first movie he's watched from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew it was like, oh, there's something here. Like he, he's <laughs> into this stuff. And like you said, yeah, after seeing the movie, he like, he got, he, he, he got super excited and he start, started to reenact like, scenes yeah, from the movie. Like, yeah. Imitate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like I couldn't be happier. And like now, like he's just getting into more and more Marvel stuff. Like after he watched watched Spider Man Homecoming, beginning to end. Subsequently, he's watched it multiple times. And except, I've except minus the Peter Parker parts. <laughs> yeah, he kind of tunes out when 
when Peter, Peter Parker shows up like out of costume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, also I've exposed him to other Marvel Studios movies, and like he's he's taken to it. He's really into Captain America. He's, he he he's, loves Iron Man. It's even gotten to the point where when you told me about the Phoenix convention that you were going to meet Tom Holland, and then you showed the picture, and we were wondering whether or not he could identify Tom Holland as Spider Man. Because we're like, oh, you know, all white people look alike. And he actually <laughs> looked at the picture and said, Spider-Man. That's right. Yeah, he did. That's that's how well he recognizes Tom Holland and Spider-Man itself, the cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Like, he can identify a number of superheroes. Um, but yeah, like you said, he can also identify actors who play mm-hmm. these superheroes, which is pretty amazing. Okay, so um, we talked about superhero movies a bit. Let's talk about that a little bit too, because um, the conventions are, you know, kind of every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't take vacations all the time. Um, when we do, oftentimes <laughs> a comic convention is involved, but it's not like we're doing that like on like a monthly basis or something. Yeah. yeah. But something closer to that are superhero movies right mm-hmm. we, we, we watch a lot of superhero movies yeah and um you know it's such a it's such a thing now in hollywood there's like tons of these movies out there um it wasn't always that way right so before it was like you know a superhero movie came out i'm like oh my god we have to see this and um oftentimes you know i did feel like i would kind of dragging you to see them but like you said like you you know you have interest in these films too right yeah for the most part i'm trying to remember which ones you dragged me to because i think i thought i don't think i was interested in the first toby Maguire spider-man that much i can't remember but i really like the second one that's all i remember yeah i remember that i remember um when spider-man the first toby Maguire spider-man came out it was like we're seeing this movie like <laughs> i wasn't i didn't even ask you you want to go so like we're gone you know um but i think you enjoyed it and mm-hmm. you definitely wanted to see the sequel when that came out and then i think you enjoyed the sequel probably even more than i did yeah, you really loved yeah. it right yeah yeah it's kind of like the x-men movies too right like i like x2 but you didn't like x2 because you're like ah, oh, there's too many mutants yeah I, you know i kind of felt there were too many characters there but you know, point is, you know, I think uh, there there was an aspect of me dragging you, but, but I think you were into this stuff too. I, you know what? There isn't really that much dragging because I'm just thinking of the first Michael Keaton Batman. You know, I was I was in sixth grade. We didn't know each other back then, and I saw that opening weekend. Oh, with, really? With my friends, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so, so did I. Yeah, there wasn't definitely a dragging element in that. That one, I wanted to see it, um, and I think I might have seen it twice i don't remember for some reason i remember watching the whole um the the bat plane fly up into the moon so you can make yeah. it look like a bat signal i remember seeing that twice yeah in the oh that iconic yeah. shot really cool i think i did my first fist pump in a movie theater because of that scene oh really yeah wow <laughs> that's pretty awesome to hear so yeah okay so cool i, I think um but i'm only like trying to remember which ones you did drag me to and i'm Man, does this mean that I actually, I've actually willingly wanted to see all these comic book movies? I think the <laughs> it sounds is, like it is, is like you said. I just started finally drawing the line last year with like the Justice League and um, what was the other one? Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, because yeah. I was just like too many Spider Man. <laughs> too many. I can't. I can't deal with it. Yeah. So last year was our first full year uh, with Simon, mm-hmm. and you know. As parents know, getting to the movies is is difficult <laughs> with Finding kids. babysitters, willing babysitters. Yeah. We've done pretty well with it because I think going to the movies is kind of a high priority for us mm-hmm. still. Um, but yeah, it's not easy. It takes some coordination, etc. So I think last year, yeah, I remember specifically, last year we needed to be really strategic. It wasn't like, you know, Friday... Uh, come home from work like hey you want to see a movie let's go you know we had, we had to plan this shit out right mm-hmm. so like i would like map out like all the major releases of the year and we'd have to like be like oh are we gonna, are we gonna see this one and depending on like when and how often we could get someone to look after our kid um so 
we had to make some we had to make some decisions like mm-hmm. you know basically for the most part if there's a major superhero movie coming out i'm gonna want to see it um and in the past we might be like oh yeah we can make that happen but now like it's quality he, over quantity now exactly so like you wanted to make sure like oh if i'm going to the movies and we're you know, making my parents look after Simon or your sister mm-hmm. spend a day with them. You know, I want I don't want to waste it, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so interestingly, yeah, we went down the list, and and your hard nos were Spider Man Homecoming and Justice League, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that correct me if I'm wrong, but your thinking was that like, okay, there's been a shit ton of Spider Man movies in the relatively recent past why do i need to see another yeah, one right it was like at this point who on this planet does not know how peter parker became <laughs> spider-man right raise your hand uh, probably babies who have not been born yet are the only ones who don't know about how peter parker spoiler alert got bitten by a spider <laughs> radioactive spider right my perspective of course was that well a this wasn't an origin story and b this is you know Homecoming, literally, it was Spider-Man coming back to the MCU. So something like a hardcore comic fan would would uh, take note in, and maybe maybe more casual fan wouldn't make a big as big a deal, right? A casual fan would roll roll my eyes and say whatever. <laughs> there you go. And then I think with Justice League, it was sort of like the track record. Like you really didn't enjoy any of these DCEU movies, or you're like you were like, why should I? torture myself with another right correct i did not like man of steel i did not like suicide squad what else was there uh batman v superman oh sorry even though i accidentally somehow watched it three times (laughs) from beginning to end for a movie i did not like i accidentally watched it three entire times right three different cuts you know if there was one case of me dragging you to a movie it was probably suicide squad right yeah that one i was like i didn't even like the trailer yeah so like um we did not see bvs in theaters correct and when we saw man of steel in the theaters uh, we were both i mean it was the first dceu movie and we were both like looking forward to it right yeah, i was like i love the richard donner superman i, I love those i love christopher right yeah I, I remember i remember i got goosebumps watching that when i was a kid i mm-hmm. saw i think i saw it on tv I don't yeah remember. and i was a pretty huge Zack snyder fan mm-hmm. at that time i never found him that great <laughs> <laughs> wait say that again without whispering i i never really liked i mean i thought 300 was kind of interesting but every movie after that i'm like oh big surprise he's gonna do the slow-mo punch again big whoop <laughs> Okay, so here's that's where your geek cred maybe takes a dive a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, people who are John Woo fans are like, oh, I love the pigeons, I love the, st- the two guns. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I remember specifically um, when Suicide Squad was about to come out, I was like, oh, this looks like, you know, the DCEU is finally... They finally made a good one. Let's go see it. And you were like, yeah. Like you, you, you thought the trailer was like really loud and <laughs> it looked pretty, pretty like, it looked like a mess, right? I felt like an old lady when I was watching the trailer. I was just like, it's too loud. It's too loud. <laughs> I don't want, why is it so loud? And uh, yeah, little did I know, I think uh, you, you kind of nailed it. Like that, that movie was a big mess and it was like a lot of spectacle, a lot of noise. Um, By the way, top secret binders are not labeled top secret. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, I think with with Justice League, when that came around, despite the greatness of Wonder Woman, um, you you opted out. (laughs) Uh, Even Wonder Woman, as much as I loved it, I still think the last 15, I forget, the last 15 minutes were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, so... Um, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of stuff that you're into, which, again, like with this conversation, I feel like it really isn't so much a geek with a non-geek, but really two geeks together. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's um, I'm just not willing to go the extra mile. When I say go the extra mile, I mean, wake up and line up at Comic-Con at 3 a.m., Therein lies the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you and I have a conversation like, hey, do you want to wake up at 5 in the morning to go line up? I would say, 
no, <laughs> with no hesitation. Whereas you would actually hesitate and hem and haw and mm-hmm. try to figure out whether or not it's worth it to get a chance at getting a wristband. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, that whole like um, celebrity culture, I think that's where we're a little different too, where like for me getting to meet like Edgar Wright or getting to meet like uh, Chris Evans or something, that's like, it's like the greatest thing that could happen in my life, you know? Yeah, For me, yeah. you would like, you would rather not meet these people, right? You just kind of want to sit back and enjoy the shows and the movies, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't need to. I mean, granted, I've, I've gotten autographs. You got me that autograph ticket for Orphan Black, my first Comic Con. And then I have that picture where I have crazy eyes with Tatiana <laughs> Maslany. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, I've been there, done that. I, I, it's not my thing. Yeah, it's not your thing so much. So that, that's another big distinction, like getting to meet these celebrities, getting to meet creators and stuff. That's something I'm really into, and you're not. Yeah, sure. like just from that one experience, is like, do I want to stand in line surrounded by crazy people um, packed really tightly together on the San Diego Comic-Con exhibit floor against the wall with no oxygen <laughs> just for a 15-second chance to meet a celebrity and have crazy eyes? No, not worth it. <laughs> and when you say crazy, I would say passionate. <laughs> <laughs> passionate fans. And speaking of Orphan Black, that's another show that you got uh, me into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another great show. And again, a lot of credit to you. Um, you were the early adopter. Yeah, I was the early adopter and then I dropped off and then you got into it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It was, almost, uh, it was almost like meeting fellow fans of the show turned you off from the show a little bit right yeah yeah i was just kind of like okay i'm a fan but clearly i'm not as big of a fan as these these women who who shriek a little bit too too much yeah i I experienced a little bit of this so i was able to score cat an autograph ticket for the orphan black signing at san diego comic-con a few years ago and um you know i've seen some pretty intense fandoms you know, particularly in San Diego, where, where people just get really amped up, myself included. Yep. Um, but I don't think I've seen anything quite like these fans. Oh my gosh! When you drop me off in line, just to kind of say, "Hey, okay, here, get in line," you know, we'll meet up later. The women were re- were like ready to to bite your head right. off. Like, yeah, thinking that I was maybe cutting in line without a ticket or it's something. Like, Do you have a ticket? Are you waiting in line? <laughs> This is for this is for Orphan Black. Are you right. here for Orphan Black? Yeah, there was no grace period. Like the minute I showed up, all the eyes were on me, and they were ready to like just like scream at me, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I did not realize that they had such a rabid female fan base until yeah. I was at. I mean, granted, I guess all the shows that I'm into tend to have a rabid female fan base because when I went to Hannibal, I think all the Hannibal fans at the panel were like women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, that might be a part of you being able to sort of enjoy the con experience because it's not like you are surrounded by a bunch of like fat, overweight, middle-aged dudes, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's like these conventions, there's tons of women at the conventions now of all ages, right? Yeah. Uh, So I think it it, it wasn't difficult for you to sort of like, uh, you know, enjoy yourself well, there, right? And I like people watching just because, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm much more of a bystander than a participant. And so mm-hmm. sometimes at Comic-Con, I think when I was uh, squatting in Ballroom 20 and I watched the Teen Wolf panel, it's like the most fun I've ever had because <laughs> that 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 panel had a rabid, rabid fan base. And, and it was just really hilarious for me to see women and men of all ages just like pass out practically. <laughs> pass out and scream and sweat and good lord it was it was was hilarious for me yeah i enjoy that aspect of san diego as well and you know we talked a little bit about us sort of like ending our our run Mm -hmm. at san diego if there's anything i'm going to miss it's that just sort of people watching there are a lot of pretty wild and crazy characters who attend these conventions yes and no like on one hand it's kind of fun to be an observer but sometimes you're just kind of it gets a little bit like, oh my gosh, this is just too much, too much. You know, like if I get um, another woman who's ready to like, just, just kind of chime in with her, her thoughts. Every- 
you know, I, I find myself even kind of being that person, like when I was in line, waiting in line for you to get a Billy Bean book signing <laughs> for oh, yeah. an autograph. And then uh, people in front of me were talking about I, Tanya, And I felt like I myself was ready to say, oh my gosh, did you hear that, you know, Marco Robbie trained to be an ice skater and she herself <laughs> used to be a hockey player, uh, a hockey skater. And so she already knew how to ice skate and that she could have been an Olympic contender if she started training at a young age. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I could do that word vomit just as quickly and easily. And I actually had to find myself to like, I had to hold myself back from doing that. <laughs> That's funny. And that brings up uh, something I wanted to say. I wanted to say I really appreciate you supporting my my uh, my my geek fandom because you know we talked about building vacations around comic conventions and going to superhero movies. This is all awesome, but some you did something really cool for me just uh, days ago, two days ago. Today is is Friday, <clears throat> January nineteenth, and just two days ago, January seventeenth. You um, you met Billy Bean of the Oakland Athletics, my favorite baseball team, and you got a copy of Moneyball signed for me. That is right. <laughs> it's kind of ironic because I was at a, a, you know what you can call an analytics conference. So if anything, yeah. that's like the true tech cred, you know, in terms of yeah. geekiness. Oh yeah. And so it's it's like I'm not a geek, and yet. Professionally, I am a geek. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, professionally, you're kind of more more of a nerd than I am. Yeah, professionally, right? <laughs> my job title is now data engineer. If anything. Yeah, That's awesome. About as geeky as it can get. And um, yeah, as much as I am a comic book nerd, I am also a huge Oakland Athletics fan. And getting a, a signed book from Billy Bean is is, is super awesome. So. Um, yeah, my wife is awesome. <laughs> let's just let's just for the record, let's state that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked a lot about uh, a lot of um, about stuff that you're into, stuff that you geek geek out on. Is there anything else you want to talk talk about? Like, what what else do you geek out about? Oh, you know what? I don't. Besides, like celebrity pop culture, and just celebrity. Well, I see yeah, celebrity gossip. Um, and just even a lot of like commentary, film commentary, and mm-hmm. just pop culture commentary. That that stuff I really, really get into. And, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and follow a lot of blogs. That's why I also kind of keep keep my pulse on get an idea of what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. And so that helps keep me informed. Yeah, and politically I don't really care about politics, but anything that has that's going on in Hollywood. I think that's also I grew up watching so much TV. Went to was, mm-hmm. went to college at UCLA, where you know entertainment is such a big thing. Yeah, that, we you know, we were part of the uh, like the O.J. Simpson trial generation, yep, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, we're both into that stuff. I think with with the the Harvey Weinstein stuff coming out, I don't think I know of anyone who is more obsessed with reading about that stuff than you, right? Yeah, when it was first <laughs> happening, now it's just depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, not that it wasn't depressing when it first came out, but now it's just very sobering and very, yeah. Well, we can talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah, and you know, now that I think about it, yeah, I've, I mean, maybe with Suicide Squad, but I mean, I think we we kind of went in together on all these superhero movies, right? We, we're like well, both pretty much into this stuff, right? You know, it, even with um, some of the, sometimes some of the movies, you know, we won't name which ones, where sometimes you'll say, hey, do you want to hate watch this movie with me? And I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'd love to hate watch this movie. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, we've we've kind of been on the same wavelength for the most part with superhero movies, right? Well, except for, you know, the Zack Snyder stuff where I'm always like, hmm, whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, like, like Zack Snyder, even 300, I'm like, okay... When someone asked me, oh, what's that movie about? I was like, do you like movies where men are yelling at full outdoor <laughs> voice the whole time, the whole movie? You'll love of, this movie. Definitely the entire movie, they're all talking in outdoor voices. <laughs> Granted, true. they are outdoors the whole time. but <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're they're fighting a war, you know? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, like, Sucker Punch, I think I pretty much dragged you, dragged you to that one. Right. Yeah, I don't think I. Yeah, granted, you say you drag me, but we kind of do one for you, one for me type movie yeah. exchange where you know you drag me to one and I'll drag you to one, and then sometimes I end up liking something that you drag me to, and then vice versa, you like something that I drag you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think with with movies, yeah, no, with superhero stuff, like I think we're we're both pretty game. Um, it's probably more like the indie films that yeah, yeah. I drag you to more, right? I, th- I remember you almost like just despising me for like an evening after after dragging you to a Wes Anderson movie, right? I, I don't I don't like Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> I'm not even like a huge Wes Anderson fan, but you know I, I like uh, his stuff and and uh, I, I I'm, I'm game to go check out his movies. Yeah. And I, I remember one in particular. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, we went to see that, and uh, you couldn't be—you couldn't have been more angry at me, like <laughs> afterward, right? You're like, like not I got angry, nothing out of it. Not angry at you, but it was just not my thing, and it—it <laughs> just—I—I I felt really bad. Like I think you and I have had this conversation where um, I feel bad when I hate movies that everyone else loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's easy to hate a movie that everyone hates, but if I feel bad when I hate a movie that everyone loves. Like Forrest Gump. Everyone loves Forrest Gump. I did not like it. <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Everyone loved it. I did not like it. Same here. I think the Lord of the Rings movies oh, were yeah, yeah. similar, right? Like everyone loves those, and we neither of us are really into those movies, yeah. right? Yeah, so, so yeah, I think there's uh, a lot more similarities between the two of us than at least I thought mm-hmm. when we started this conversation. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's just that when we go to comic book conventions and, you know, Simon does not see his father during the entire convention, even though we're sharing a hotel room because <laughs> <laughs> you come, come back to the hotel room at like what midnight or something. And then you quote, go to sleep to wake up at three thirty <laughs> or something godforsaken like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when that's when I'm, you know, that's where the difference is. Uh, and you may up. have you may have just named the main reason we're not going to go to San Diego anymore because, mm-hmm. in my mind, to really get the most out of it, I would argue to get anything out of it <laughs> is to really commit. You know, um, whereas these uh conventions that we go to and i kind of link them to our vacations those you know i can just purchase like a photo op purchase an autograph uh, beforehand and we just do a little drop by like i'm 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 there for a few hours i do what i need to do and then i'm done we can like continue with our vacation right to be fair when we first started going to conventions together i think it was for WonderCon, um and when they were still in san francisco you actually researched for me to stuff that you think I would be interested in. And back then I was really interested in Chuck. Um, and and yeah. then so you, you were like, hey, there's going to be a Chuck panel. Do you want to go? And that's, I think that was like my first convention was to go to that Chuck panel. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was, I remember, I, I, was, I didn't watch that show, but I really enjoyed that panel too. Was, and there, then we ended, up, we ended up going to a ton of Nerd HQ panels that Zach Le- Levi started <laughs> after that. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so just one last thing before we wrap things up here. You know, you mentioned cosplay earlier, and I'm not, like, a big cosplayer. A lot of convention goers are big-time cosplay people. I'm not one of them, but, like, my... So you say. (laughs) So I say, like, my philosophy, particularly with San Diego Comic-Con, is, like, I want to experience, like, every aspect of it to a certain degree. Um, and, you know, cosplay is a big part of it. So I, I did want to do that. And I did do that for a couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. there's one year I cosplayed as Captain America and had a lot of fun. A little bit at your expense, I think. <laughs> yes, I was essentially your roadie slash yeah. paparazzi. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. My roadie and my paparazzi. Because, you know, when you're cosplaying, you don't want to be like carrying a big backpack full of stuff so you were essentially carrying my big backpack full yeah. of stuff <laughs> yeah. you were taking pictures of me um you're taking pictures of me with other cosplayers etc i remember afterwards when your friend showed up and then he was like looking at all the cosplay photos he's like who took these photos <laughs> and then you're like captain take a wild guess <laughs> and um and you've also trained me on how to frame the photos right yes exactly exactly um so as as kind of rough as that was, you know, being my roadie slash uh, paparazzi, the, the next year, 
2014, I believe. Uh, I, I talking about dragging you to stuff. I, I kind of dragged you to do cosplay with me. Yeah. Right. So again, yeah. I, 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 I busted out my, my Captain America costume and I made you dress as the winter soldier. Yep. So we had like, all right, this is in my mind. It was like, okay, we got, you know, a team up. This is like even better, but, uh, you didn't have such a great time. Did you? No, I was apparently holding the gun, like Charlie's angel style. And <laughs> you're correcting my, my gun <laughs> posture and I was not having it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, live and learn. We did it once and we, we've never done it again. And I think I've, I found, I've, I found a new cosplay partner in, in my son. Yeah. <laughs> I think. A yeah. very enthusiastic partner. Yes. And, uh, the last two Halloweens, we have done like a cosplay team up, well, right? Well, he also wore his little Falcon costume to Comic-Con that first night when, oh, when yeah. you were getting our badges and people were stopping him to take his picture because he was, well, you know, everyone thinks their baby's adorable, but he looked pretty adorable as, as Falcon. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, in a way, the one thing that was, yeah, kind, kind of a drag for you in terms of my my geekiness was cosplay but even that i have kind of a partner in crime there <laughs> now right <laughs> yeah i think it's just the the photo well i'm still the paparazzi then this is true <laughs> this is very true i'm still the the roadie because you know i still got to carry carry his uh his water bottle and his his paraphernalia as well as your paraphernalia and take <laughs> photos and make sure it's framed properly well, such is the life of a nerd wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't just take <laughs> photos far away. Make sure there's no empty white space so that, you know, you zoom in appropriately. <laughs> Especially with a kid, too. You can't just take a sh- one shot. You got to take like 15, 20 shots. There you go. So, yeah, you know, before we, we really wrap up, you know, I think we talked a lot of positive stuff, you know. Um, we've sort of... Uh, exposed each other to a lot of cool stuff but mm-hmm. i think just now you've sort of tapped into some negative stuff any anything else sort of negative um being married to a geek um well i definitely don't have have as much enthusiasm um and sometimes i feel bad it's kind of <laughs> like you know when the warriors and a's you know have playoffs or whatnot and you're like cheering and it's just met with complete silence <laughs> i feel bad <laughs> But well, you know, I'm a passionate guy. Yeah, at the same time, I, I I don't have the kind of stress and anxiety that you have when you're like, you know, buying buying the tickets for a uh, gosh, what was it where you were like really stressed out? Was it the Force Awakens where you were like waitlisted number 1516 yeah. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So like um with my passion for for all things geeky, um, there is there is anxiety, and yeah. I, I'm interested in your take. So, like uh, a number of things. So, like buying Star Wars tickets, certainly buying San Diego Comic Con badges, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's there's a stress and anxiety to it that yep, yep. I think me in particular, I get I get like really worked up, right? Like, what, yeah. what are your thoughts when you see me like in that state? It's very. <laughs> I don't want to be dismissive about it, but it's it's tough, right? Because you, I think there was one year where you're buying badges and you're like devastated that you didn't get preview night. And I think it was like the weekend after the Paris bombings. And I was like, <laughs> you know, you got to keep it in perspective. People in Paris experienced terrorist bombings and you're upset that we didn't get preview night badges. You know, got got gotta keep some perspective there. <laughs> now, to my credit, um, it wasn't just preview night. Preview night that year, I wasn't able to get. I only got like two days, I think. Mm-hmm. For, so let, let 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 that for the record. <laughs> it wasn't just preview night. Uh, yes, the, the 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 terror attacks in Paris had had just happened, um, and yes, I may have half jokingly said, "Today is my 9-11. <laughs> but uh you, might you know wanna, might want to edit that part out <laughs> i was joking about it or half joking um but you know i you know i get, I get worked up so um it, it's good that i think it's good that you're there to sort of check me on, mm-hmm. on some of this stuff in the grand scheme of things not getting comic-con tickets isn't the end of the world 
right? Yeah, but I think um, you kind of gained a healthy, you, you like as you put it, you ended Comic Con on a high, right? This last Comic Con. Damn right. And, and you don't, you feel like, oh, I've you know I've reached the peak. I, everything's just going to be downhill from here. <laughs> so I think uh, you've gotten some perspective now, and and it, it's man having a kid really changes things. Yeah, it does. Um, and and from my perspective, like. I can always parlay a vacation into a comic convention. And you know what? You're not really dragging me per se, and there's no real resistance on my part because going to Phoenix, I'm like, yeah, cool, and and it was fun. It was kind of Phoenix was pretty relaxing, and Simon really wanted to go into the convention. He actually wanted to get rid of me because he really wanted to go inside the convention because he saw all these cosplayers. Yeah, and he he tried multiple times to sneak in. There you go. And and yeah, uh, speaking of that, the last two trips that we've taken that were like a vacation, but with like a, a day at a comic convention for me, both of those trips, I did bring Simon with me into the con. Like, um, you know, almost all these cons, like kids get to go for free if they're accompanied by an adult mm-hmm. who has a, a, you know, a paid ticket. And um, he showed interest, and he after I kind of got to do what I needed to do, um, I did bring him to both uh, the um, Ace Comic Con in Phoenix just this past week, as well as the Terrificon in Connecticut. This was uh, uh, last summer in August. And, um, yeah, I got to say, I couldn't be happier to have a son who's, like, sort of, like, taking after me you oh know? my god if, if we got man he's been asking for spider-man pajamas for i don't know how long <laughs> yeah so you know we'll see how long it lasts for now i'm loving it though this is like <laughs> living the dream you know and with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from henry and cat